first Sunday in February is the greatest Sunday in football of them all. Good afternoon, Finn Maniacs listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Scouting Combine. Brandon Lagori joining me, my partner, my sidekick, Usam Patel. We're going to be talking about Super Bowl 55, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we jump into that, Usam, how's everything been? It's been it's been going well, man. And uh, I don't think we're sidekicks, man. We're not like Batman and Robin. We're more like Iron Man and Captain America. We're like both heavy hitters, respectfully. Man, I I am honestly, you know, <laughs> hey, look, before come coming into this show, you know, I was th- I was thinking to myself, man, is it really is Tom Brady really going to yet another Super Bowl? I mean, we were sitting here in week 12 when these two teams met, and we were like, wow, Tom Brady indeed is going to another Super Bowl. And keep keep in mind, if you're a New England Patriots fan, how do you think Patriots fans feel about this? They're probably rooting for Tom Brady. And I got to say, man, a lot of Patriots fans moved on last season from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just because they like Tom Brady. And on the flip side, you know, we have Patrick Mahomes back again for his second Super Bowl appearance. And I want to introduce to you a special friend of mine, Anik Wahab, who is a, a real, really big Chiefs fan. Anik, how are you doing today, my brother? Pretty good. Super Bowl Eve. You know, at one point in my life, I thought I would never see a Super Bowl because, <laughs> you know, up until last year, never even made it to an AFC championship in my lifetime. <laughs> so the fact that we were going to back-to-back, Big deal in the city, big deal for me, big deal for my my friends. Uh, we're just trying to drink it in. Yeah, man, and for sure. For sure. And we all wish we were in Tampa right now at uh, Radio oh, Row. At uh, Radio Row. Well, today we'll be having a virtual radio due to, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And, you know, it's affected football in many ways. And there was actually a report that came out, Brandon, and I don't know if you saw, but Marcus Robinson and Daniel Kilgore, we're putting COVID protocol because their barber had COVID. And Anik has a really cool story about this barber. Anik, you got you to tell uh, us. I mean, cool story. This barber lives like five minutes away from my house. Not that cool of a story, but, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a funny thing. He was uh, – apparently he was mid-cut, mid-haircut with Daniel Kilgore. And since they already were deemed close contact, he just finished the haircut. <laughs> so after that, they pulled him out. But – um I think today Daniel Kilgore got cleared. And, yeah, I, uh, I believe negative, both. So. Uh, I believe both Daniel Kilgore and, uh, and Mark Robinson. But yeah. let me ask you this, Anik. You look at you know Andy Reid, and I mean he's done an absolute fabulous job. The way that he's yes, been sir. able to build a strong relationship with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, who many thought he should have been a a definite head coach candidate. What have you seen from Reid? from Biennemi and their strong relationship with quarterback Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I think that with Mahomes being there, Mahomes, I think, ties both of them in really well. Like, Eric Biennemi has been with the franchise for a bit, but uh, Eric Biennemi, he was a running backs coach prior. So, Andy Reid kind of took Mahomes under his wing, but I think Eric Bieniemy, having him focus on the running game and stuff like that, I think that helps just, like, 
just have Mahomes and Reed literally just work together on everything, and there's and, no distractions there. And you and you fat and you factor in, you know, tomorrow night when this thing kicks off, when these two teams met in Week 12, the Chiefs jumped out to a quick 17 nothing first quarter lead. You saw Tyree Hill. I believe he had over 200 receiving yards. Give me your two keys for the Chiefs to repeat as Super Bowl champ champions. How in the world are they going to be able to do this with stopping Tom Brady and that hot Tampa Bay Bucks offense? It's a very hot offense right now. Um, I First key to me, I think, is the Chiefs are good at this, but I think they got to get Tom Brady to turn over the ball at least one or two times. They had that happen with them. With uh, in week twelve against against the Bucks, Tom Brady threw two turnovers, and uh, I think that the way the Bucks were playing at the end of that game, if those two turn that second turnover didn't happen, the Bucks maybe would have came back and won that game. But um, I think they need to create turnovers, and then also this was key against the Bills two weeks ago. But over the regular season, they were. The Chiefs were really bad at scoring in the red zone. So if they can get those red zone touchdowns, no field goals, they had to score touchdowns in the red zone. If they can do that, I think they'll be pretty good. They'll be in pretty good shape. Because that's what happened in week 12, too, is that, you know, they got out to that 17 nothing lead, but they, you know, what Andy Reid, I guess, tends to do, I've seen this before, too, with, like, Alex Smith, where they would get out to the lead and then they would just stall and then, Things with Alex Smith, they would end up losing those games. But since Patrick Mahomes, all the worldly talent, he's been able to kind of save Reed a little bit at times with how he can make plays like on out of platform, you know, outside of the pocket and stuff like that. So those two things, red zone scoring, they gotta take advantage of those opportunities. And I think if Tom Brady has a clean game where he's not making mistakes, I don't think there's any game where Tom Brady is lost where he goes mistake free so the key is to get him under the under pressure so and I mean Spagnuolo they played they played each other in two Super Bowls and those two two Super Bowls they've lost so um he can dial the pressure I think uh I think they'll be able to get those turnovers and that'll be a big key for them to repeating as Super Bowl champions. I mean, even, you know, you flash back last year, and it was obviously under normal times, but the Chiefs, the way they were able to make, you know, 10-point comebacks, I mean, they they were down in the AFC Championship game two weeks ago to Buffalo at home, 9-0, and the Chiefs yeah. were worried that I are the, are the Buffalo Bills going to be representing the AFC? But the way Mahomes is able to fight back from different deficits it honestly makes you wonder, Usam, and I want to bring you in on the on on on, on this question. With Tam with with Tampa Bay hosting the the Super Bowl this year, and obviously now the Buccaneers playing in the Super Bowl, do you think that gives Tom Brady an ultimate edge? I think that it that does ultimately does give him an edge because number one, it's home field advantage for him. Even though they did lose in Week Twelve against the Chiefs, they know what went right and they know what went wrong on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. They know the field. They knew they know where the field is good. They know the bad patches of the field. And I mean, be honest, have we ever seen a team 
play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. Ever. I think that's 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 just really really big to follow, and that's just such a massive competitive advantage. And you talk about Mahomes' magic as well, and getting Tom Brady on the ground. On the flip side, with the Kansas City Chiefs and their O line, how are they going to be able to handle this pass pass rush of Damakung Su, Vita Vea, JPP, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White, Levante David, and you know the Chiefs' offensive line has been a bit decimated this year compared to last year. It will be up to Andrew Wiley on the right side to hold up the anchor, and the best left tackle since Eric Fisher came down is Mike Remmers, who have got absolutely destroyed by Von Miller in Super Bowl 50. Yeah, that's, you know, that's definitely going to be key. And watching the NFC Championship game, the Bucs defense was, and even the and the NFC Divisional game versus Drew Brees and the Saints, the Bucs defense is all over the place. And I think getting back Vita Vea was an absolute perfect time because not only does it help your the in the interior defensive line, but he's, I mean, you, you, you do see him line up sometimes at the, uh, at the nose tackle spot, and he's, and he's definitely able to make, make plays. One of the keys that I'm, that I'm obviously going to say, and I know a lot of people I'm sure will definitely agree with me on this, you have to contain Tyreek Hill. I mean, he absolutely exposed Tampa Bay's secondary in that Week 12 matchup. And if, 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 if Tyreek Hill is able to go for an, for an explosive play early, I mean, watch out because I see my my prediction is, and we'll get into and we'll get into everyone else's prediction later on in, in the show. I have the Chiefs winning. I, I I just think it's it's too much when you know at at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid, and I understand that everybody says you know they did knock off Tom Brady in, in Week Twelve, but that was a regular season Tom Brady. Now you got Tom Brady who's making his tenth Super Bowl appearance. I'm telling you right now, a lot of people, they have a lot of money on – a lot of people are betting against Tom Brady. So, it will definitely be in- interesting to see how Tom Brady performs in the first ever Super Bowl in your home stadium. I mean, that's that's really, really incredible. And too bad it can't be in front of, you know, 80,000, 90,000 fans. I thought it was cursed that no team is going to be able to <laughs> host a Super Bowl. <laughs> Just like what was it two three years ago when the Vikings had a chance? Yep. They got Minneapolis miracle. Yeah, they got blown out against the Eagles. I thought it was a oh, yeah. Yeah. the big thing with the big thing with Tyree Kill is that, and I know I talked to an equal hop about it as well, is that if you do try to bracket and take away Tyree Kill, you still have Miko Hardman, right. you have Sammy Watkins, you have Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, you have Le'Veon Bell who can ultimately a lineup at wide receiver. You have the arguably the greatest tight end to play the game in Travis Kelsey as well. And along with that, your offensive play caller is Andy Reid. I mean, you the only really game tape that we saw the Chiefs struggle was against the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Raiders put up 40 points. And I don't really expect the Bucks to put up 40 points against this Kansas City defense, who arguably is not the league best. But when it comes down to it, you know, they make plays when it counts. The big thing for what the Bucks need to do is that they specifically need to play quarters or and cover two coverage with a little bit of a mix of a cover two or a cover three on the left side of the field or 
a man coverage on the left or right side of the field using two different types of coverages to confuse Tom Brady. Because we all know Tom Brady is a pre-snap quarterback. He's not a post-snap quarterback. And that was the reason why the Bucs were losing early, early on. And that's when Bruce Arians really flipped the script after the Chiefs loss and in the bye week, you know, the Bucs haven't lost since. So that week 12 of the second half really showed how the Chiefs could have slowed. Uh, I'm sorry, how the Bucs could have slowed the Chiefs offense. You know, they used a lot of court, quarter coverage, you know, four cornerbacks deep down the field. And it might be used a lot. What they can do is, you know, they can man up on Kelsey, you know, get a safety to uh, get a safety to man him up. And then your corner on the boundary and you would have to basically bracket Tyree kill up if it's a game where, you know, the Bucks defense is giving the Chiefs and uh, Patrick Mahomes the dick and dunk kind of style play. Sure, they'll get the yards. But as, as Anik said, it's going to come down to the red zone conversions. If they hold them to field goals, then the Bucks have a really good chance of winning this game. So we always talk about, you know, sports dynasties. You look, you if you take a look back at the 90s, Chicago Bulls, the Miami, the Miami Heat from 2010 to mid-2014, and even the Golden State Warriors, if the if the Kansas City Chiefs do secure back-to-back Super Bowl titles, I mean, do you think we can put the Chiefs in that dynasty-like com- conversation? I think the, the conversation does – I think it's justified if it does start. But I do believe – this is my personal opinion that of you got to go three out of five to be a dynasty. Or, like, basically what, you know, they call the the Patriots in the early 2000s. That was a dynasty. They had three out of four. So they can pull off something like that. And, I mean, I don't know who else is going to challenge them in the AFC. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty – they look pretty good. They look pretty stacked. So, but for now, at least, until we see that sample, because everybody was saying, you know, everybody – Everybody was on the Bills train. Everybody was like, okay. You know, a lot of people picked the Bills to win last week. And it was, I think it was more of that, like, flashy new thing, you know, because we had that year of Mahomes. So that's when they lost in the AFC Championship game. Like, last year, it was Lamar Jackson, the flashy new thing on the on, on the block. Everybody was picking the Ravens to go all the way. So before I, like, I don't know who's going to, I need to see somebody actually do it in order for me to not believe that the Chiefs aren't going to represent the AFC up until, you know, Mahomes' $500 million contract starts, you know, cutting away players. I mean, yeah, I mean, as and I, I, I 100% I agree with you to that. Um, the Deshaun Watson rumors, on whether he's going to stay in Houston or whether he's going he's to – That could a, do something, a, yeah. team. I mean, this this offseason in, in, in general – once the Super Bowl comes to a to a, a close late tomorrow night, and once the 2020-2021 NFL season comes to a close late tomorrow night, the the talk is gonna is gonna be about what's what's gonna happen to future quarterbacks, Dad Dad Prescott, Carson Wentz, who I believe about 30 35 minutes ago, the Eagles are willing to trade Carson Wentz as, as early as, as as next week. So there's definitely a lot of but to to allude to your point about which AFC team could definitely challenge the uh, the Chiefs. It really hasn't been many, you know? I mean, the uh, Dolphins and Chiefs played early, earlier this year. I believe it was week 15 or week 14. And the Dolphins gave the Chiefs all they could really ask for. I believe Mahomes in that game 
he threw a, he threw a season high three inters. Three picks, three yep. Picks. So the, the Dolphins are definitely one of the teams that really to compete. Obviously, with with the story of whether Tua Tagovailoa will be there in 2021, we don't really know that yet. I think it's still too early to even jump into that talk. You've got the N, the NFL draft within two and a half months away, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. We should do like a special prop pick. So I'm gonna ask both of you guys. One, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask who who will score the first touchdown. And will it be a will it be on the Chiefs side or will it be on the Bucks side? Usam, let me start off with uh, you. Okay, so historically, Tom Brady's teams have not done well in the first quarter. If I had to pick, I would say the Kansas City Chiefs, and here's why. Historically, Tom Brady's teams in the first quarter have not done well, and over the last couple of Super Bowls he's played in, the amount of points in the first quarter his teams have put up is just three. That's it, to a field goal. And I'm going to say it again. You know, the Chiefs usually in the first half of games start off slow. You've seen it last season. You've seen it this season as well. And you saw it in the Dolphins game as well when the Dolphins were up 10-0. However, Andy Reid has been cooking in his lab for the last two weeks. And I sure, yep, I know damn well he's cooking up a smoking barbecue plan. For the field for Patrick Mahomes. And let me tell you this. It's not going to be a Dink and Doug style of play. He's going big. It's going to be at least a 30 to 40 yard touchdown pass. Down the field. To none other than Tyreek Hill. I believe. I'm calling it early. It's going to be 7-0. Anik, what about you? I mean. I agree with the song right there. Like. I think that they know that Tampa Bay's weakness is their, you know, their defensive backs, their secondary. So I think they're going to go, they're going to attack that. But I do think that Tampa Bay is going to make those adjustments to where it's going to make life a little more difficult for Tyreek Hill. And with that happening, that frees up, you know, who, you know, I like to call it, a lot of people like to call him playoff Sammy. <laughs> Is how in Kansas City that you know Sammy Watkins the past two playoff runs has been our leading receiver <laughs> because teams know they have to pay attention more to Hill. So I think that first touchdown it'll be it'll be the Chiefs and I think it'll be Sammy Watkins scoring that touchdown. And the final question before we both jump into tomorrow's game predictions: Will the MVP be a quarterback? So will Patrick Mahomes? Or Tom Brady award. Usam, let me start off with you. I don't think it is going to be any of the quarterbacks. And let me tell you why. Of course, all the hype is going to the quarterbacks. Mahomes versus Brady. Hello. Okay, we get it. That's a storyline. That's a script. And that's the narrative for the game. There are other players in the game, too, that dictated it as well. We saw it um, against the Atlanta Falcons in the New England Patriots game. That MVP should have been James White. I mean, he absolutely carried that team back from a 28-3 deficit. Uh, I believe Malcolm Butler was the MVP as well. And I think Patrick Mahomes was the MVP last Super Bowl. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
I think the MVP for this game is going to be on the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's going to be Le'Veon Bell. There's a reason why the Chiefs picked up Le'Veon Bell, and it wasn't necessarily for, you know, his rushing attempts or anything like that, like how he did previously in the Jets. He can catch the ball out of the backfield quite well. And what I believe what Andy Reid will do is, in his mix of packages, he's going to have two running backs on the field with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell. And he's going to use a lot of motions and those kinds of things, either, you know, a swing pass Le'Veon Bell or have Bell in a uh, empty trips formation where he's able to do those four to six yard curl routes and, you know, able to move up field and gain the first down as well. You know, I think the game plan the Bucks are going to do is that dink and dunk style of play, which they'll give to the Chiefs. And if the Chiefs are able to do that with, you know, their wide receivers and the running backs, I think it's mainly going to be the Le'Veon Bell because he can absolutely carry that load. Anik, what about you? I think that how the NFL is set up, if the Chiefs win, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes just because he's the guy. I don't think I don't think any other player, even if they put in like you know, arguably MVP numbers in the game, I still think. I mean, last year Mahomes still threw two picks and he got MVP, but that was more. I think nobody else really had that big of a game last year to where they deserve the MVP. I think I would like to see if the Chiefs do win where, you know, goes back to my keys, they create those turnovers. I would like to see, you know, whoever it may be in the secondary. Could be, you know, Tyron Matthew. Could be Juan Thornhill is coming. Could be Legereus Sneed. Could be Legereus Sneed. I mean, he's he's PFF's number one rated rookie corner, and he's really come on onto his own as well. I, I really like yeah. this kid. And he's had a... I mean, Ladarius Need. I think he's had sacks in both against the Bills and against the Browns. So I just need gets like a pick or two, and he couples that with a sack, two sacks. I mean, that's those are sound like MVP numbers to me. But I still think ultimately Mahomes is gonna win the MVP. He's gonna keep, be giving it just because you know he's turning into like the poster boy. <laughs> Brandon, I want to ask you something. Uh, we haven't really talked about, you know, the Bucks offense a lot. And Bruce Arians, how he's really turned around this uh, Bucks offense from last year to this year. Um, you know, they got a lot of players. And Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin's really come on as well with Mike Evans. And, you know, they restructured their offensive linemen and their uh, running backs as well with uh, playoff Lenny, Lennon Fournette, and uh, Rojo and Ronald Jones. What kind of scheme do you think we'll see from Bruce Arians against uh, the cover two uh, D, the Kansas City Chiefs run? Basically, what you're going to see is you're going to see a lot of what Tom Brady has done throughout the playoffs, finding finding guys on, on, key, on key third down. If you go back to the NFC Championship game, even just flash back to the opening drive, Brady, I believe there was three separate times where Tampa Bay was forcing, you know, third and nine, third and eight, third and long, a third down where you really don't want to put yourself in. And Tom Brady finds Chris Godwin first down, Mike Evans first down. So the game, the, the game plan going in tomorrow, it's going to be a lot of dink and dunk. You'll probably see a lot of Leonard, uh, uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones split back carries. The key in this game is that you don't want to fall behind to a team like the, uh, the Chiefs. I, I, I can tell you right now, Bruce Arians knows damn well himself, too, that you don't want to fall behind 17-0 in the biggest game since tomorrow night because if you fall behind 17-0, then 
that pretty much takes away the uh, running game. So your the the game plan focuses more on pass, 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 and you don't want Tom Brady also throwing the ball 50, 55 times because in all likelihood, when an NFL quarterback throws the ball 50, 55 times, three or four of them usually result in major turnovers. They do. They do. And while we're talking about, about, about turnovers, we have to talk about the big game and the food and the snacks and the apps that we'll be eating tomorrow. Anik, I want to ask you, what are you eating for tomorrow's game? Tomorrow? Huh. I mean, I haven't really thought that far yet. I should have probably made some preparations, but college student, I got some frozen pizzas in my freezer. I <laughs> have go. to just pull those out. And whoever's over, be like, have a feast. Have barbecue pizza, man. Come on, you, you oh, got to. I wish, man. I'm too far. I wish I was, if I was in Kansas City, if I wasn't in Lawrence, I would be 100% getting, like, a barbecue platter from, like, Q39 or Joe's. Oh, yeah. So, I, Kansas City listeners, you know he's he's right there smack down in the middle of Kansas City. He knows what he's talking about. Brandon, what are you going to be eating? Oh, man. So, a bunch of my buddies and I were planning on just stopping at a local Publix. I'm at... I go to school at Florida at uh, Florida Gulf Coast, so I'm currently in Fort Myers. So I'll probably just stop at a uh, at a local Publix and pick up some wings and uh, maybe some some pub pub subs. And it's, I, it's either going to be that or it's either going to be door dashing. So it's I, I, I really don't want to I really don't want to leave my I'm like one of those major uh, football fans where on Super Bowl Sunday I'll watch the pregame from eight in the morning and so take off around. Oh, oh man, yeah, me too. You know? man. So. Odusam, what's on the, uh, what's on uh, your menu for tomorrow? Well, the Patel family is gonna be cooking up a storm. We're gonna be having, you know, some fried chicken. Uh, you know, we're gonna be trying to replicate the uh, Publix's uh, chicken tender pub subs. We're gonna try our best, and we'll be making uh, Peruvian cuisine called uh, Lomo Saltado with steak, fries, and gravy for the big game. And you know, it's just. It's just going to be really, really good to eat as well. You know, we'll all be watching the game. Uh, I'm going to be off on my electronics. You know, I just want to enjoy the game, and I'll give my analysis after as well, or the day after, you know, that Super Bowl hangover from eating so much and staying up late night just talking about the game. So it's uh, – I'm just so excited for tomorrow. Before we before we wrap before we wrap up this special Super Bowl Fifty Five podcast, I want to give I want to get a score pick for each and every one of you guys. So, Sam, I want to start it off. Will the Chiefs repeat as Super Bowl champions tomorrow night at Raymond James Stadium, or will Mister Tom Brady clinch yet another Super Bowl trophy? I don't like Tom Brady. Never have. <laughs> Never will. I'm the biggest Tom Brady hater. So it's going I'm I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs. Big Red, Patrick Mahomes, Tyron Matthew, twenty seven twenty three, Kansas City, and they'll be partying it up. Anik, I see you with the current Chiefs shirt on. I know you I know you're gonna be rolling with the can with the with the Chiefs tomorrow night. So give me your exactly. analysis here. I'm gonna say my score prediction, I'm gonna go thirty eight twenty seven. I wanna go double digits. Um, I just believe that there's just too much on the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs for the for the uh, Buccaneers secondary to handle. Even if they do get pressure, arguably to me, Patrick Mahomes when he gets out of any plays, if he makes plays, you know, off script, that's when those big plays happen. That's when the secondary loses track of their assignments. So 
you got to contain Patrick Mahomes. And if the the Bucks do can't contain him and he gets out of the pocket, then I think it's gonna be it's gonna get um, pretty ugly. But uh, I think the Bucks the Bucks really they really had a good season. And I mean that one point they were you know after week twelve they were kind of looking like they were might even be like you know maybe not even in the playoffs but uh, they picked off those wins made that Super Bowl run and it's hard to hard to go against Tom Brady but see Spagnuolo even harder <laughs> to go against Patrick just say it yeah it's just harder to go against Patrick Mahomes so far so far you know in the playoffs. This man has literally been lights out. Even the only time, literally, he only has one playoff loss. Correct. And that was against Tom Brady and the Patriots. But that was also when the Chiefs defense was absolute garbage. <laughs> they had Bob Sutton was the defensive coordinator, and they couldn't stop anything. And even then, they were down 14 nothing at half. They scored Correct. 31 points in the second half. So that's the only game that he's lost. And ever since then, you know, he might – I saw a stat where he – if he wins tomorrow, he will have two Super Bowl wins before even losing 10 NFL games. Yeah, it's just <laughs> – He has nine well, losses right now. Well, I'm so. definitely going to – I'm agreeing with you both. I think Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs secure batch-to-batch Super Bowl championships tomorrow night. Uh, Anik, I want to thank you for, com- for coming on our show today. Uh, of course. Always yeah. a, it's always a, a appreciative to have a, a special guest with on. That was Anik Wahab. Usam, I want to thank you for always providing great coverage for uh, as always, man. Alongside Usam Patel, Anik Wahab, I'm your host Brandon Lagori, and have a great Super Bowl Sunday. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Scouting Combine.